Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Out of the Drawing Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast. Where each week, we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime and just whatever happens to pop into our heads. Just a quick reminder, we are an E for explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm with my co-host, Alex. Hi. How's everyone? It's trying to stay warm. That's what we're focusing on here today. I know. We, we all three have our hats on today, our toboggans. Isn't that nice? I'm not a hat person. Yeah, I'm not a hat person either. You're not a hat person, our other co-host, Austin? I am not, indeed. Okay, what about like a visor? Nope. You like you wear a visor, Will. A visor? Is it because I'm white? Is that why you're saying that? (laughs) (laughs) What kind of hat would you like to wear? If you could pick any hat. If I could pick any hat? What other kind of hats are there? My favorite kind of hat is very unfashionable, so I don't want to hear it. Like a page boy hat? Like a bucket hat. What's a bucket hat? Exactly. You don't want to know. Like a bowler hat. What the fuck is a bowler hat? We're not hat people, y'all. <laughs> Obviously. The round hats. Oh. No, not like that. I'm still confused on a, what a bucket hat is. It's that really ugly hat that people wore in like the late 90s. Is it like a top hat? Uh, maybe. Not the 1890s. I got a top hat I can go put on. No, I'm done with this hat discussion. I regret it in the first place. No more hats. No more hats. I spent in 5,000 postcards for that hat. Do you remember that story of that guy who had like a million hats on his head? No, I can't mm. say I do. Really? Was that a YouTube video? I got No, no. I gotta look this hat thing up. Hold on. I'm having a childhood flashback. The only thing I ever saw was that guy on YouTube who wore 100 coats and then like the videos of him taking them off. Um, I know the children's book, Sideways Story from Wayside School where the child wore a bunch of coats, and with every coat he took off, the snow got worse. They kept on taking off the coats until it was a dead rat. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, dead rats yeah. in the coats. Yeah. Also, the story I was thinking of was caps for sale. All right, let's talk about our weeks. Who wants to go first? Raise your hands. All right, Austin, thank you. I'm trying to celebrate the holidays, because even though this episode's coming out on New Year's Eve, that we're recording it slightly before Christmas Day, and... I bought a shit ton of wine from Aldi, and it's disgusting. One of them is prepackaged alcoholic eggnog. Oh, yum, yum, yum. (laughs) That's going to make me throw up. And the other one, I did not realize this when I was purchasing it because I do not look at things when I buy them, is blueberry mold wine, which you have to microwave before consuming. Excuse me, what? (laughs) Yes microwavable wine yes is that to kill the mold m-u-l-l-e-d mold (laughs) microwavable wine do you want to come over and try it i got it i okay i have an aversion to everything blueberry that you buy after the (laughs) yankee candle incident of like 2017 so by the okay psa never ever ever buy the blueberry or whatever the hell flavor candle it's so bad. It makes you want to like throw up. It's the strongest candle I've ever smelled in my life. Yeah. And I was trapped in the car because you had the car 
sent version of it and i was trapped in the car with you for like an hour or whatever with that horrible smell i'm trying to cover up dog smell it's so bad it was dog smell plus nasty vomit blueberry (laughs) smell it was disgusting. well i'm gonna put the nasty mold blueberry wine in the microwave and it's gonna explode everywhere oh god god maybe that's what you're supposed to do with the candle first too is put it in the microwave Ugh, maybe you should drink the candle and burn the wine. <laughs> there you go. Austin, why do you do this to yourself? I don't understand you. <laughs> I, I'm i an open-minded person, kind of. I Okay, I'm all for the whole, like, I'll do anything once, you know, adventurous type thing. But I don't know. There's some things I just feel like you're better off leaving be. Anyway, I'll report back to you guys and let you know how this stuff is. But I probably should have done it <laughs> 10 minutes ago. If we could have seen me die of something on air. Ew. Anything else, Austin, besides uh, microwaving wine? Uh, nothing I can recall. Nothing you can really? recall. Really, Austin, really? I think he's going to let you take the forefront on this one. Yeah, I'm letting you <laughs> take the forefront for this. Oh, no. I'm just going to sound very complainy, I feel like, now. On this podcast? No. Oh, oh, are you trying to tell me something? Oh, no. This is the cynical cast. <laughs> we are very negative Nancy, <laughs> but we have fun. <laughs> but we have fun. Do we do we have fun? I think so. This is my one outlet. This is every week we get together and we just shoot the shit and talk about whatever. So yeah. Let Alex, it out. What did you do this week? Am I editing? No, I'm editing. Oh, okay. What? No. I, I thought I'm you editing. Oh, I thought you said you're editing this week. Is that not what you no, said? No, I said Alex, what did you do this week? I'll this episode tell needs you. editing already, but yeah. I'll tell you what I did this week. Are you prepared to hear it? Bring it emotionally on. and physically. I'm not emotionally prepared to talk about this. I feel like I'm reliving the trauma every single time. As we know, or may not know, I am a big fan of Avatar. The Blue People Avatar. Oh, okay. And also Avatar The Last Airbender. But that that's another conversation. Avatar The Blue Cat People Avatar. And that movie came out in 2009. And this past week, Avatar 2 came out. We went to see it. Austin convinced me to see it because I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared. It's a three-hour movie. And so I'm like, do I want to, like, see this now? I don't know. I had all these emotions. It's too bad this isn't a video podcast so we could see Austin's look of bafflement. Austin convinced me to see it. You did. You were like, let's go. Let's just do it. Let's just go. And we did. Let's be wild and crazy. Let's go watch a movie in the movie theater. I know. Wild and crazy times. But it was emotional, honestly, because it's been 13 years of waiting for this movie. And I really tried in the past few years not to really pay too much attention to it because it's just been so long I'm like okay there's other stuff that I can be you know busying myself with I'm not gonna make a big deal about it so then it finally came out and I was sort of just like eh, underwhelmed about it but I was like okay I'm not gonna go in with any expectations and I'm kind of glad I didn't because I didn't like it that much you hated it go ahead and say it you hated it <sighs> I hated it. <laughs> yeah, I knew that was coming. Yep. Now she it feels better. She feels better. She I liked it, it better than Alex did. I feel like I'm going to cry. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was so shocked. Like, Austin didn't care for the first one, really. But he actually ended up liking it better than I did, which I don't know. It's I have so many weird emotions about it because it was just a bad movie. <laughs> and I was like, I waited 13 years for that? Well, I mean, if you didn't like that one, you still have the other five that are going to come out to make it up to you. But is it? I mean, is it going to get better? Is it going to get worse? I'm just, I'm, there's so much confusion and emotion. They do this on purpose. They make a great movie, or 
I don't know, I didn't like it, but people said it was great, the first one. And then the second one, they lowball it and make it awful, so the next sequels after that are just perfect. I mean, everybody, out like, online, and I know it's all subjective and everything, but people are like, oh my god, it's a masterpiece, it's so much better than the first one. And I'm like, okay, that's your opinion, I guess, but for me, it's like, I don't know, the characters were very one-dimensional, a lot of the scenes were, like, one-for-one things that happened in the first it was like copy and paste i'm like this is the exact same shit and like i wasn't invested at all like we have this there's a a decade time skip we don't really see anything that the characters were up to in this this time skip and we're supposed to care and then of course um, without spoiling anything the most climactic sad part of the movie i just sat there and i was like am i supposed to be emotional is this supposed to make me sad because I had no investment in the character up to that point. That was my experience with the first one is everybody talked about it like it was just the greatest thing on the planet. And I was in the movie theater watching it with a group of people. And, you know, towards the end, I guess that stuff happens. People like die and people get saved. It's an emotional part. And people around me are like, I'm hearing sniffles and people are looking sad. And I'm just like, God, I can't wait to get out of here. Oh my god! <laughs> not having fun at all here watching this movie. I just didn't. I'm not an Avatar fan. I like Terminator, but not Avatar. And that's fair enough. It's it's fair enough. Not everything James Cameron poops out can be a winner. Yes, Austin. <laughs> Should I admit that I've never seen a single Terminator movie? You've not even seen Terminator Two. Nope. Oh Austin. My god. I know. I know. You have to at least see Terminator Two. I'll watch the first two someday. Oh, God. Someone's got to remind me to do it. They're good. Real good. Better than Avatar. I can't take Arnold seriously. Anyway. You you will. What were we talking about? (laughs) Yeah, Jacob, how was your week? My week. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I I experimented this week with um, With? Mario Kart. Oh. When you edit it, make a long pause there. No. No, I don't add pauses. I remove them. Okay. Yeah. I did a... I did some Mario Karting this week because the new tracks came out, but they added a new feature to it now that you can customize your items for your races. Blue shell, blue shell, blue shell, blue shell, blue shell, blue shell. I did an all blue shell, all bullet bill, bullet bill, lightning star combo. Oh, you're you're one of those people. Yeah, these are some of the funnest races I've ever done with this. It's amazing. Do you guys have Mario Kart? Yeah. You do? Alex, you do? Okay. Yes. I don't know if you have to buy that. Do you have to buy the track series for the customization? You do. Yes, you do. Okay, I'm pretty sure. Try it oh, out. Wait, maybe I'm wrong. I I I don't know why I'm just like, yeah, you do, when I have no idea. <laughs> you sound. You convinced me. <laughs> well, it sounds like you had a good time. Oh, it's so much. Jacob, fun. I've never played Mario Kart with you. I think we need to do it. We've never played like together. We've played against each other like in a group setting before, though. Oh, we have. Okay, yeah, I don't remember that. I was not very good. That was fun when we did that. Yeah, we should do that again. That could be our let's play. Ooh. I'm going to bring over my microwavable wine, and we can play Mario Kart Drunk Driver. Oh. Oh, my God. I'm down for that. Yep. I want to I wanna do the wine unmicrowave, too. I just want to... Yeah, <laughs> do a compare contrast. That's right. <laughs> Maybe I'll enjoy it so much, I'll just get, like, bottles for everyone. Merry That's Christmas, right. y'all. Yeah. <laughs> stick, this, stick this in the microwave and for a minute, and then drink it. You're going to have the greatest night of your life. All right, what else did I do this week? God, I can't think of anything else except for getting ready for the holidays and preparing for the tundra that this place is going to become uh, the next few days. It's going to get down to negative degrees. Ooh. Wait, are we? Yeah. Supposedly. What? Supposedly. No, it's it's written in stone. It's a fact. 
It's coming. Is it in the Farmer's Almanac? Yeah. Is it in the Farmer's <laughs> Almanac? <laughs> All I can think of was uh, when they were like, it's going to be negative temperatures. Is that scene from The Day After Tomorrow when the storm is chasing them in the library and everything's freezing? Yes. I was like, oh, God, that's going to be us. I want to see what the Farmer's Almanac says. I just like the scene in Day After Tomorrow where they're in like the library and they're like, we got to burn the books for warmth. So they move all the wooden furniture aside so they can get the books. <laughs> paper burns faster, Austin. Everyone yeah, knows that. Yeah, you know, paper. That's a great source of heat for a long time to sustain. Hey, Red Bra- Ray Bradbury figured that out. He knows. Okay, this says, Winter temperatures will be below normal with the coldest periods in early December, early and late January, and mid-February. You mean like every other fucking year? Uh, snowfall will be above normal in the east and below normal in the west, and the with the best chances for snow in early and late January. Okay, so for the date ranges between December 22nd and the 25th, rain and chilly. Yes. What does the Falmer's Almanac say about full moon in the Quagsire? Oh, uh, ask again later. Shake it. Okay, I'm done with this Farmer's Almanac. Let's keep yeah, going. I'm trying to transition. Y'all won't let me. No, I'm just saying it's going to get, like, super cold here. Okay, and that only happens, like, once in a blue moon. Okay. Ha! Yay! There we go. There we right. go. Jacob, the king of the transition. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Austin, you tried, and I respect that. That's right. The episodes we have for you this week are Once in a Blue Moon. Got the other one, A Whistle Stop. Is that what it is? The Whistle Stop. Whistle That's stop. right. Not a whistle stop. The Whistle Stop. And then we have a bonus episode we're going to talk about today called Slow King's Day. Or A Day in the Life of Slow King is what it's really called. I don't believe that subtitle, but let's go move on. Yeah, that doesn't seem right because it was in Japanese. But uh, let's get going here. Randomizer. Oh, randomizer. What do you say? Uh, Alex, you got the 30 seconds this week. Austin, you got the first Once in a Blue Moon episode. And then I got a whistle stop. A whistle stop. The whistle stop. Dang it. You guys ever read that Fried Green Tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe book? Um, I can't say I have. Oh, okay. I think I've seen that movie. I think movie. it was a movie. Yeah, I think it was also a movie. You ready, Alex? Let me no. get this thing going here. I'm going to try to remember what happened. Oh, boy. Here we go. Whew. All right. In three, two, one, go. Okay, so we get to Cherry Grove City, which we don't actually ever see. Um, but Ash and friends are like, oh, here's the GS ball, which we haven't seen in a minute. And they're polishing them, but all of a sudden, here comes a quagsire that steals the GS ball because they're obsessed with round things. Officer Jenny arrests them because there's some sort of quagsire law. And they go on a wild goose chase trying to get the GS ball back from the quagsires who do like a ritual with all the round stuff. And whoever is the last round thing to come back down the river is the luckiest person in all the land and there's a lot more stuff that happens but we'll talk about it you say that but there's really not that much more that happens i don't know austin this episode seemed like it was an hour long when i watched it it did seem really long but like not very interesting (laughs) or rather not much happening basically what happens is alex is right we're at cherry grove city kind of which is our first canonical game location other than new bark town so we finally broken free of the random cities of Nowheresville. Yes. Where's the man with the running shoes? 
I don't think that exists in Gen 2 yet. I don't know, but I, all I can think of is him. What are you talking about? What? He gives you the running <laughs> shoes. In gold and silver? Or at least in heart gold and soul silver. Oh, okay. I never really played I think that. That was Ruby and Sapphire was the first ones, I think, to have those. Okay, does he not give you the shoes in Cherry Grove? Probably in the remakes, yeah. In the remakes, they definitely had running. In the original, they didn't. I gotta look at this. Oh my god, if I'm wrong, I'm gonna be so upset. I would love to see that in the anime. Like, they just hand them shoes and, and like, makes you run. Like, you don't have a choice. I know, you have to press a button and, like, it, you go... <laughs> it's like, Remember when X and Y, when they had the rollerblades that you couldn't take off oh and they would just god. activate? I hated that, yep. Alright, it's the guide Gent. That's his name. And he gives you... Let's see. He gives you a tour of the town. And then he gives you a map for your pokey gear. And in heart... Okay, so that was in the original. But in heart gold and soul silver, he gives you the shoes. All right. So Ash, Misty, and Brock come across the guy, Gent, who gives them a tour of the town and gives them a app for the Poke Gear. Just kidding. And he gives them some running shoes. And then they run past Cherry Grove City and they never encounter Quagsire and the episode's over. All right. Next one. Great. That's, that sounds more entertaining, actually. <laughs> just kidding. Ash is polishing the GS ball because he remembered it existed for the first time in like 10 episodes. And a Quagsire comes up and steals it. And Misty's like, I'm going to catch that Quagsire. So Officer Jenny shows up and she's like, no, you're not going to catch that Quagsire, Misty. So she arrests them because that's what Officer Jenny does. And then cut to the police station and calling Professor Oak. Professor Oak is like, how silly of me not to inform them that Cherry Grove City is a Quagsire no-catch zone. I should have thought of that. Jacob? I love how Oak is the get-out-of-jail-free card. If they didn't know Oak, they would have been in jail about 300 times They've by now. they screwed, right? This is the 100th time. Yeah, like you said, 300th time this has happened. Oak just happens to bail them out. It's like real life. He seemed pretty, like, upset by this. Like, he actually seemed like he was really pleading their case as, like, far as don't arrest them. Oh, my God, please, Officer Jenny. Like, I feel like she was really about to put him in jail. Maybe he was just like, they need to take that GS ball to Kurt. That's all I care about. Take that GS ball to Kurt. That's all that matters. The Quagsire, though, the wild Quagsire that's now following them, does not want the GS ball to go to Kurt because it wants the GS ball for itself. So it shows up and eventually takes it. We try and stop it with Chikorita, but this does not prevail because Chikorita, instead of trying to save the GS ball, decides that she needs to hump Ash's leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was very disturbing. Yeah, this is the first time we get verbal confirmation of what's happening yeah, it's like humping him, and then what it does with its, like, top leaf part two is just, like, really unsettling. What does it do? Well, you know, where it's trying to put it, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> is it trying to give Ash a leaf job? No, oh, no, it's the my other gosh. End. It's the other end. Oh, my God. We'll just leave um, that. Be, be very careful with what you put in your anus. You can stretch and tear that thing very easily. Especially okay, that thank th- you. Remember, that thing cut ice before, too. Like, when it was sliding, it... Cut through the icicles. Yeah. <laughs> then Chikorita pulls out an icicle from out of nowhere and tries to, like, you strap it onto her. All right. And... <laughs> all right. All right. All right. It's melting. <laughs> Y'all, we are, re- okay, we are recording this episode after work on, like, the last day of work before Christmas. So we're all a little, woo. We've had some microwaved wine. Yep. I wish we did. Anyway, Team Rocket, th- they get their Pokeball stolen by the Quagsires. And Meowth gets his precious round object of no description stolen by the Quagsires. His lawn ornament, excuse you. His spherical lawn ornament, excuse me. So now the twerps are chasing after the Quagsire and Team Rocket's chasing after the Quagsire. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Officer Jenny had previously told us that in Cheer Grove City, there's a tradition where people are delighted when the Quagasire steal your ground items because then you got to show up at the crack of dawn the next day and wait for them to float down the river from a mysterious location known as Blue Moon Falls. I like how Officer Jenny makes sure to emphasize the fact that this is an annual thing that happens with the quagsire she does say it she says that she's like about once every year around this time and i'm like oh my god if i hear one more character say oh you're just in time for this annual whatever the (laughs) fuck i'm gonna scream (laughs) okay so is this have we come to quagsire city during the quagsire festival is that what you're saying i am that is what i'm saying okay i think these people are so bored that every time someone new shows up they just put on a stunt try to entain them and that's what what's going on in johto yeah these people have these routines they're Mm -hmm. prepared because it's so boring here we got to find something to do these people are the most small-minded simple people i've ever seen they're like oh my god i can't great quagsire overlords we beseech you please give us all the luck for the next year i'm like what the fuck like it's just some quagsire calm down johto's a backwoods place yeah except for they have these like it's the dichotomy couldn't be any more different you've got these really affluent wealthy snubble lady people and then you've got these morons there's no in between admittedly the rich people were also morons okay that's true Everyone's a moron. It's the Pokemon <laughs> world. Right. Average IQ is 50 here. Oh, God. I thought the average IQ was 151. Ha! ha. Uh. Anyway, um, so Brock's like, well, what we could do is just wait for the GS ball to come back down the river tomorrow. But, you know, there's no adventure if we do that. So we got to go follow the Quagsires. We do. We find the Quagsires. Team Rocket's there, too. They attack the Quagsires and try to scoop them up into their balloon. But the Quagsires are so slippery, they can't catch them. So they catch them with a net. (laughs) (laughs) I don't pay attention when Team Rocket attacks. I think Pikachu and friends save the day, question mark. Okay, wait, I'm trying, I'm going back over Does anyone want to elaborate? Does anyone want to help me out here? Hold on, hold on. I'm really trying to remember what happens here. I think it's something that Quagsire does something with one of the balls he has hits one of the Team Rocket members, and they blast off. They get a bunch of rocks together. Rocks. That's right. And oh, right. then rocks. they spit the rocks out at Team Rocket, which, admittedly, that looks pretty painful. And then they get a giant boulder, spray it through the balloon, and then they f- fly away. But Team Rocket did get their Pokemon back, right? I guess so. Eventually, when did that yeah. happen? They must have. Okay, I don't know. I watched this episode about seven days ago ago you guys so oh. i'm a bit oh, well, good luck mm. i'm looking over the notes okay that's literally okay attacked by the quagsires jesse and james are there then we get to the bizarre quagsire moon ritual you can talk about that yes the moon ritual after we get rid of team rocket all the quagsire have to compete to shoot their round object to the top of the waterfall and whichever one gets it to the highest is like the leader Quagsire, I guess, <laughs> for the year. <laughs> for the year, that's right. For a one calendar year. That happens every time someone new comes into town. Yes. Of course, Ash's GS ball is the one that goes the highest during the Quagsire competition because of Celebes trying to get away. No. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Spoiler alert. Spoiler Austin. for something that never happens. Well, in an alternate universe, it could have. 
Maybe in the universe of I Choose You and The Power of Us, that did happen, but we'll never know. I bet it did. Oh my god! Oh my god! You know what we didn't talk about? Quagsire? Let's save that for later. Okay, 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 okay. We cannot end this podcast without talking about it. Okay, okay. Jacob, don't forget. Don't forget. I don't even know what you're talking about. Just but, uh, oh, we're, you're gonna learn. You're gonna get a live reaction. I, 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 I yeah. know what you're talking about, actually. Okay, then don't forget. Remind yeah. us. Don't forget. Yeah, let me stamp that in the brain here. Someone write it down. Oh, I have a note too. Someone write it down. Okay. <laughs> I have a note here that I need to get to as well. Okay, but first, the <laughs> thrilling conclusion of Once in a Blue Moon, in which the citizens of Cherry Grove City. Wake up in the morning and wade through the water, being like, Oh, there's my round object. Here's mine. I wanted this ball. Or oh whatever. What was it? Okay, they said, here's my favorite soccer ball, which didn't look like a soccer ball at all. One lady had an earring, which makes sense. Kind oh, of. yeah, her her giant earring. And then the French chef that had, like, a giant, I don't even know, his, like, big ornament thing that he hung outside his restaurant. Was it like a like a colander? No, it was like a giant red ball with like flowers all over it. Like an ornamentation, like a decoration. Yeah, to draw people in. I guess, but he was like okay. a, he was a French chef. I was like, this is so out of place in this nowhere town. I wish we had seen the one person who like just bought a shit ton of balls and put them all over the place in their front yard so they could have the, like, <laughs> maximum chance of being the, I don't know, <laughs> king of Cherry Grove City or whatever. Oh, that- my God. <laughs> do you think, like, theft is really high in this town? Like, do people just steal stuff and they're like, oh, the Quagsire will give it back and they just walk off with it? Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, but it has to be something round, so you gotta be careful. I know, but that ornament looked really cool, though. And the earring, too, that's, like, worth a lot of money. So you steal the earring, they just think the Quagsire's gonna take it, you just walk off with it. I wanna say the people of Cherry Grove are pretty upstanding, because as we'll see, the last thing to float down the river, the GS ball, okay, I'll just say it. Everybody's like, oh, who's that belong to? It's not mine. Is it yours? No, it's not mine. Who's that? Like, they don't take it. Somebody could have been like, ooh, I'll have that. But they didn't. Maybe they're pretty good people. Yeah, I'd be a visitor. Um, it turns out the GS ball. It Here's Ash, who's running. Ash Missing Brock running behind it when they could have just avoided all this and just waited for the next morning. But my favorite detail is a random man says, look, here comes the last one. How could they possibly have known the incoming item was the last item because they all everyone, picked up their shit yeah everyone already oh got i guess we, they were all counted for yeah, okay. yeah. fair enough there's like 10 people participating so i mean it's not that hard that's true do yeah. you have to like sign a form in order to participate in the quagsire stealing your shit do you have to like apply maybe they all keep a like a big spreadsheet like what got taken oh that was you know bill's soccer ball oh that was melinda's earrings like yeah who cares well, i wanted bill and melinda to team up and be like this out-of-towner comes in here and ruins our annual quagsire ball tradition he gets the luck yes ash receives the year of luck but thankfully ash doesn't age and time doesn't pass and he's trapped in an eternal hell so he will have <laughs> good luck from now until the end of all time which it turns out is only going to be 25 years or so from now Shh. oh my god you can't say that dare not say it all right and then the episode's over. The GS ball is saved. I'm sure it's very important. The end. Do you think like that water ever gets really polluted? 
No. Well, apparently, the quagsire only go to clean water, so that's why they're protected in the first place. So it, it cleans the water. They never take something around that's toxic and throw it in the water and it just spills or something like that. I wish that we could have seen, like, the Paldean Whooper and Quagsire, because they're all, like, poison types. Well, if they were to time travel back to 1999 to be in this episode, then they would be Paradox Pokemon at that point. Yeah. So is that it, Austin? Is that it for this episode? That's it for the Quagsire. Someone took a look at Quagsire, said we gotta make an episode about this, and something about balls? Something about balls. I want to look up Quagsire because I feel like we've never gotten anything before since to say that they love pure water or whatever. Well, they're they're water ground, so you'd think they'd be, like, muddy. That's what I was thinking. Okay, it doesn't say anything about anything. Oh, wait, what is this? Oh, Water's Edge Pokemon. In the anime, wild Quagsire are shown to have an annual celebration at Blue Moon Falls when the moon is full. Is it annual or is it every time the moon's full? It says annual... When the moon is full. So does that mean if like <laughs> this particular <laughs> time of year? Yeah, like if it's that not a full moon. Up. Okay, what? Th- Once every 12 full moons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is, uh, I'm done with this. All right. Quagsire. It's pretty good. Whooper's better, but whatever. You didn't like that we had a Quagsire before we had Whooper, did you? I didn't like that. I think that, okay, here's my thing. I know this is probably weird, but I just cannot, every time I play a Pokemon game, I physically cannot bring myself to catch the evolved form of the Pokemon before I catch, like, the pre-evolution. And I hate when the pre-evolutions are not available. Like, you can only catch the evolved form and then you have to, like, breed for the base form or pre-evolution. I hate that. It doesn't make any sense. Am I the only one that is bothered by this? <laughs> yes, that's why we're not commenting on it. Okay. I was looked forward, especially as a kid, to get the evol- I didn't care about the base form. I wanted the no, you know, God, the big oh one. no, it's all wrong. <laughs> You're a purist. Can we do the MVP and LVP in quote now? Yeah, we can do I that. didn't even write anything down, but sure. Randomizer here spoken. Austin, you're going first, followed by myself, and then Alex. Oh shit! Uh, I was so eager. Now I just don't know what to do. My MVP, I guess, will be Professor Oak for saving the twerps from small town jail. I don't, I don't know. My LVP will be Ash for polishing his Pokeballs in the GS ball and then leaving them next to the river and then walking up and walking 25 feet away and leaving them there for the Quagsire to steal it. That was stupid. And my quote, I don't really have any good ones, so I'm just going to go with this one I have written down, which is when Team Rocket's attacking, Ash says, oh no, and Brock randomly says, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta get those lip flaps full, I That's guess. That's right. My MVP, I'll actually give it to Jenny for preserving the Quagsire. Good for her. Wow. She actually did something right for once. You know, there's, there's low crime, of course, in this city we're at, but she's putting in the work. I do have a theory that she didn't post any signage about this being a Quagsire protectorate zone in order to boost her numbers of arrests for her job. You gotta justify why you're there. Mm. The- There's a lot of commentary to be said about that. I right? feel like we could say a lot, but I, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> uh, and then my an LVP. I guess I'll give it to the town people. I don't know. Uh, the people who didn't get the last one to come down from all the... Them. All of them. Because Ash is the lucky person. They all sucked. So better look next year or next full moon or whatever we're basing this festival <laughs> off of. 
Then my quote's going to come from Meowth, and Meowth says, their whereabouts, who cares what they're wearing? That was good. Ah, okay. MVP, I'm going to give it to... Oh my gosh. It's tough. There's not, there's a bunch of people here, but there's not many characters, if that makes sense. You know what? The MVP, I'm going to give it to Quagsire, because it took that GS ball far away, just for a minute. We were free of it, but unfortunately, fate brought it back to us, so now we have to deal with it again. Quagsire was like, they don't have an ending plan for this plot point. I gotta save them. (laughs) They should just let Quagsire have it, for God's sake. LVP? Uh, I'm gonna give it to the GS ball. Yeah. What the hell even is the GS ball? We've had it all this time. We have no idea. Also, it defied physics at that one point where it flew out of Ash's backpack randomly after he got it back the first time. And then we had to have the rest of the episode because of that. So I'm, I'm telling you, Celebi's trying to get away. God, I just wish that the GS ball would have like fell onto a rock or something and like broken. And then we wouldn't have to deal with it. It's just like a scrambled egg. Well, we had that happen one time. Didn't we have that with the Snorlax with the busted Pokeball? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Quote. I'm going to give it to the the very end when Ash says, they're all, all the townspeople are cheering and applauding. Woo. Oh, my God. You're the luckiest person. <laughs> and, of course, it goes to Ash's head. And he's like, is it really me? I'm the luckiest one of all. And Misty <laughs> says, oh, now he's going to think he's unbeatable. And Brock says very ominously, but if he's really lucky, he'll find out he isn't. And I was like, ooh, that was pretty deep and poetic there, Brock. Good for you, Brock. Austin's looking at me like, what what is that face? (laughs) I'm just thinking of how much time we could save if Brock didn't speak. Why? I thought that was pretty, um, pretty, uh... I miss Tracy. Yeah. What? No, no, (laughs) we don't. Never say that again. Never say that again. All right, Ladybug episode. Let's uh, blow our whistles, baby. Get your whistle blown at the stop. Mm-hmm. There's a part in this we have to talk about, Jacob. If you don't talk about it, I'm going to be upset. Is it the James part? Yes. Okay. Which, yeah. which James part are we talking all right, about? All right. Okay, all right. Okay. 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 Who wants to, Austin, can you time Alex for the summer? Yeah, I can. Oh, no. I, oh, God. Do I have to do this again? Oh, boy. Yes, you have to. Oh, jeez. I'm so mean. One. A three, what? two, <laughs> two, one, go! Okay, in this episode, they're walking along. They come upon a bridge, which collapses. Oh, no, it's the only bridge in ten miles. How are they going to get across? Hmm. Luckily, this girl, who is, like, using her lady ball as, like, flying whatevers, comes over and she's like, Hey, I can help, but you have to, like, stay around and watch me boss them around at my apple orchard. Then Jesse and James are there. They try to steal them. There's a weird part with James. We're going to talk about that. And then Ash is like, okay, that was fun. Here's your whistle back. You can be a trainer without it. Time. Bye. I couldn't think of like the word for like helicopter. And I'm pretty sure that's what I was trying to say. She uses the Lady Boss helicopter. I guess it's like an airlift with a swing. I don't know what it is. It's not natural. That's it what isn't. it is. It, it reminded me, I don't know if y'all played this game, but there's in Far Cry, you have that parachute thing that's got the little spinner on the back that you fly around with. What, like a hover pack? No, it's not a hover pack. It's more like, a, they call it like a uniplane or something. She ties a bunch of ropes to a bunch of lady ball and attaches it to a swing and that's how she flies around. Someone looked at Ladybug and said, we have to make an episode about Ladybug. I don't know. Give them a swing and a whistle or some shit. <laughs> the creative instinct for these This episodes. episode was horrible. 
Yes. What? Are you kidding me? This was a beautiful episode. Jacob, are you serious? Yes, it was beautiful. We start out with a beautiful canyon. <laughs> He's lying. Team Rocket's hanging on to the bridge with the like a I don't know what the plan is here. It's like it's like their hole that they dig, but it's under a bridge. They have a big cage. Yeah, it's a cage. When the torps will go over it, they're gonna fall in and they're gonna shock them. But that doesn't happen because speaking to the structural integrity of this bridge. It just falls. Like, it just collapsed. The weight of the machine just makes it fall. Which, I mean, that may be a good thing that they weren't walking across this. Because I don't know how much that cage weighed, but people were going to fall and die eventually anyway. You know who it was. Melanie. Melanie. (laughs) Oh. Melanie has been here. That's right. And, like uh, Alex said, this is only bridge within 10 miles. Which doesn't make sense. Because if you look, like, at the way this is drawn in the anime, there's, like, land around them in a circle this is like a lake not a river like you can see green a mile to the right there that you can just walk you can walk around this it's not that hard why is there only one like what is wrong with this country like why can't they have more (laughs) means to get across places like also we have charizard i'm so upset that nobody oh my god oh my god i didn't think of that how could you not because ladybugs are more important than charizard obviously Oh my god, they're standing there debating. Oh jeez, we have to walk 10 miles. I'm like, no, no you don't. Just ride over, one at a time. We gotta have plot here. We gotta have plot, Alex. God, what plot? There's a girl with some lady ball who is terrible and she whistles at them. Oh my. Hey. I think this is the one episode I actively hate. Alex, this time last week you said we have to be more positive about the episodes. We can't be so negative all the time. I'm so and sorry. I, and I said, Alex, the next episode we're doing is the Ladybug episode. I want you to keep that in mind. But Ariel, okay, I tried. I really tried. But Ariel is like a menace and I hate her so much. <laughs> she's, I mean, she's okay. No, she's horrible. And I will out, I will outline to you, Jacob. I'm screaming at you. I'm so sorry. I will outline to you why she's so bad. She's got a great... I mean, the haircut's really cool, like Brock says. He likes the girls with the boyish haircuts. She does have a nice haircut. I agree with that. She has a nice haircut? Is that the best you can do? Yes, that is the best I can do. That's what Brock says. He loves the boyish hairstyle on this woman whose name is Ariel, which we've already said. She has terrible pants. She has horrible bell-bottom pants. She's being herself. I mean, what is she supposed to wear in this back-ridden countrywood place? She's lucky she's got that. I wish Misty would have said, Ariel, I love your outfit. (laughs) That's been great. I mean, the only flaw she has is these ladybug that she has. Okay, so she ties the ropes around their neck. So they have no choice but to really listen to her when she flies. This is fucking awful. What are you talking about? It's not really the whistle. You're right. There's nowhere else you could tie the rope that has to be around their necks. They're around their necks. There's no... The whistle isn't doing anything. It's mainly her just tugging and choking these poor things to death. Oh my god, it's horrible. That's her only flaw, though. The fact that she has six ladybaw, why do you need six of them? How many ladybaw does it take to make Ariel fly? One, (laughs) two, six. Six ladybaw. Where were we? Uh, oh, they, they fly over. I need over. to go get my, my microwave wine. Hold <laughs> yeah, on. These ladybugs aren't very strong because I think Ariel can only carry one person at a time. Does she fly with them over? She flies with them. Her swing <laughs> magically becomes a two-seater swing when she takes each of them across. So not only are these poor, innocent bugs trying to fly herself over there, and then she's got it. She's like, okay, I'm sure I can just take each of you across. And these okay how let's let's do some math i feel like we need to do some math how much is a lady ball weigh oh, let's Lord, find out all right let's find out 
24 pounds each. Okay, so she has six of them. Quick, do some math. Is that 124? 144. 44. Dang, that's close. Pounds. So how much do we think one lady bot can carry in weight? Ariel, could you step on the scale, please? So, okay, if they've all weighed, okay, if Ariel weighed 100 pounds and Ash weighed 100 pounds, that's 200 pounds. Can six lady bars carry 200 pounds? Apparently they can. Without struggling and suffering greatly. Are we really going to question physics here in the Pokemon world? Well, I guess there was that one time Ash lifts like a 500 pound log or something. Somebody did the math on that. Maybe I shouldn't. What we didn't see was the rigorous training these Lady had to go in order to be able to lift huge amounts of weight for long distances. That's right. They must carry like giant stones or something. They created Stonehenge? Okay. They created Stonehenge. That's right. It wasn't dragged. It was pulled by Lady But you know what? These They don't create Stonehenge, but you know what they do create? Apples. We're comparing them to the bees. They're the bees of the Pokemon world here. They pollinate. Are, we, are they doing this because they want to or are they doing it just because they're commanded to? commanded to yeah because they're commanded to so they're not really like bees but that's what they do well they do so like they're like in the air force they have like like they're blue (laughs) angels going about in certain patterns and such yeah because she's whistling at them she's like descend lady ba at 30 degrees beep descend or ascend lady ba at 50 degrees beep beep and then she's like whistling at them it's horrible oh yeah she's yelling at like actual degrees of like ascent and yeah do you think they hate her though You think the lady bar are like her. she was that freaking She's whistle again? Imagine your whole life just being like, eat, 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 eat. Wake up, lady bar. Okay, eat breakfast, lady bar. Yeah, and this these she says at one point that this whistle has been passed down for generations. So her whole family has been treating these Pokemon like this for decades and decades of and generations of lady bar have been forced to bow to her every whim. That's what they do. I mean, well, if you had a whistle that had been passed down for generations upon generations... I would not put my mouth on it. The ladybug would probably clean it. Probably uses them Ooh. to clean it. Why can't they just communicate like a normal people and say, please, Ladybug, can you please help me? That'd be very nice. But That's no. That's the moral of the episode. I, I know, mm-hmm. but I just... I, it's too much. After they're done pollinating and we get an explanation about this whistle has been passed down upon generations, Team Rocket shows up and we have like an antiques roadshow thing go on here where they grab the whistle and everybody takes turns blowing into it, trying to create a little tune. And they give it five stars, of course, because this thing's perfect. There's not one flaw to it for being passed down from generation to generation. You can still taste Grandpa... Oh, God! <laughs> Grandpa Smitty's spit. And saliva corroding the whistle. Oh, I hear that Grandpa Smitty died while it was in his mouth. That's right. Okay, I have a question. <laughs> About Grandpa Smitty? No, I, well, th- I guess maybe. I don't know. What was his name? Mr. Douglas or some whatever? He like He's that one guy who like rides by on a tractor for like two seconds. Oh, that's, that's Ariel's lover. What's going on with him? I do not recall this at all, you guys. <laughs> you don't? About Mr. Douglas? Yeah. No. <laughs> They're, like, having a conversation, and she's like, here's my apple orchard randomly, which has no bearing on the story whatsoever. Do you want to, like, stay around? And they're, like, mid-conversation, and Mr. Douglas just butts in very rudely, and he's like, hey, Ariel. And I, and then he says some stuff. I don't even know what he says. And then he, like, laughs, and then he leaves. And I'm like, what was that? What was the point of that? My mind erased this for me. I thought Mr. Douglas was going to be a pivotal character, but he never appears again. He just rides behind his tractor and goes, I got a whistle you can blow, and then just goes off. Oh, and just God, disappears. Oh my God. <laughs> That's all he does. Oh, my God. Okay, I have to see if, does he, is he in the, in this article? I want to oh, see. Oh, here's it. Mr. Douglas. I got a picture of him. <laughs> you got you a picture, have a Mr. picture? <laughs> 
Oh, see, there he is. Look at that stash. Ooh, I'd, mm, I'd ride that that's stash. Right. That's the whistle right there. Does it say anything about Mr. Douglas? Hold on. No, these are just pictures from the episode. No, no. He's got a he's got a little article here. Oh my god, of course he does. Oh my god. Okay, Mr. Douglas is a character of the day. He was not given a name in the Japanese version. He's a farmer working at an apple orchard. Mr. Douglas made a brief appearance when Ash, his friends, and Ariel visited the apple orchard. He drove past them on his tractor to greet Ariel before driving away. Thank God Mr. Douglas was here. He's my MVP. Nobody take him. But Mr. Douglas is not the only character. Like like I said, we're back to Team Rocket here. There's like a battle that goes on. Uh, Team Rocket shows up to try to steal the whistle. I can't remember exactly what the parameters happen here with this battle. They won't. The Ladybug won't listen to Team Rocket. And then Pikachu gets mad at Team Rocket being there and then kind of thunderbolts them shoots them off into the forest but the ladybug follow them for some reason they get scared they just they get spooked oh they get spooked yeah Yet another example of ash and pikachu making problems worse but okay yeah that's true yeah they get spooked and fly off so that whistle is useless i mean she keeps blowing it and blowing it but they won't come back do you blame them because their first taste of freedom and god knows how long they're no longer on ropes <laughs> they're not that's right the ropes <laughs> around their neck Oh my god! I would I would run away too. Dang! I'd be gone in a second. And of course, we gotta go look after. We gotta go find them. Well, Ariel has a she has a fucking breakdown. But anyway, Brock is here to save the day, and <laughs> we get Zubat. Right? Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yay! Yes. Zubat shows up here, and we're gonna use what them dolphins use in the ocean, sonic waves, to find the ladybug. But that doesn't work out. Zubat gets like two seconds of screen time here. Better than usual. All the Golbats come chasing after them. But luckily, we have Heracross here to save the day. Get old Heracross. Heracross gets after it and goes off into the trees. Then we kind of catch him just sucking on a tree. Sucking on uh, Mr. Douglas. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> oh, my God. I was going to make a joke about Chikorita coming out and going after Ash. Suck on that. But we're going to. Can we leave this apple orchard behind? <laughs> Good God. You got to have the apples. What? How many more euphemisms can we make before the end of this podcast? whistles mr douglas his tractor i don't want anyone else to be pollinated i'm done spread that seed well i guess you can make a joke here you can make a joke oh this is horrible lady ball with their their f- you know what no what i'm not gonna say it <laughs> you're trying to say like a body part i was gonna say they have fists mickey mouse okay. gloves going on all right <laughs> you guys started it i just ended it in which we find out i'm the filthiest one of us all not That's really right. not really dark places speaking of dark places we see jesse here dark places <laughs> she's imagining herself in a field of flowers relaxing but that's not reality she's got 36 ladybug fists all around her <laughs> that's right <laughs> oh god is this where we want to talk about is this the part where james comes up not yet no okay. no not yet okay not yet they're sewing up this balloon jesse thinks she's in a field of flowers that's not it they're sitting there sewing up the balloon that was popped this is when they try to blow the whistle and it just doesn't work Meowth tries to to blow on it, but something else happens. But then we notice that Arbok is really liking this. I mean, does this mean that Arbok just doesn't listen in general? It's like a, he's a he's a snake charmer. Yeah, but I mean, when you just command it, like, hey, go over there and capture the ladybug, you got to blow a whistle to make it listen. That just means he's not a good trainer, right? He well, Arbok doesn't listen to anybody but Jesse, except for Meowth when he's like hypnotizing it with the whistle. Okay, I guess like. What is this, Austin? You sent us. No, no, no wait, wait, wait for later. Wait for, for later. later. Okay. Oh, okay. For later. So Arbok's listening to the, I guess, Meowth blowing this whistle. And I, this is when they catch her, capture the Lady Buzz with ropes. 
but they actually don't they tie them around their feet this time but not uh not the next so team rocket's actually treating them better here ladybug they use stun spore on team rocket to get away <laughs> after the time away this is just like yellow piss falling from the sky <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> it's a scent the ladybug produce when they're scared, Jacob. Yeah, I, mean, I do the same thing when I'm scared too. <laughs> just fucking flows. You soil yourself. That's right, just let it go. Well, thankfully, Ariel is able to smell the yellow scent from far away and be like, that's the ladybug's fear scent. Wait, is that it. what really happened? Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god. Okay, I, I, I guess I sort of stopped paying attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, she smells the piss from a mile away. She's probably used to it. She probably gets it every night to help her sleep. She probably fucking does, yes. <laughs> yes. She probably yanks on their necks and probably... <laughs> Hold on, because I think there's like a real thing in real life. Hold on. That they do. I know like actual lady ladybugs smell when yeah, you yeah. grab them. Ooh, ooh, here we go. Fun fact of the day, you guys. Okay, ladybugs. Native ladybugs. Okay, this website is called poison.org. Oh, very interesting. Native ladybugs also control pests very well. They're gentle and harmless. The Asian lady beetle is known to be more aggressive. This does not mean they will chase down humans. The label aggressive mostly refers to their appetites. Blah, blah, blah. They don't have venom. However, they can release a liquid when they are bothered or crushed. This yellow liquid is hemolymph, the insect equivalent of blood, and is released from their leg joints. The liquid smells bad and apparently is intended to deter predators so they're unleashing their blood yeah so i think this hmm. is blood and they're they're spraying it out because they're scared fun facts with alex yeah i'm the obnoxious one that always gives unsolicited facts you're not the only one we need to have like a little theme song fun facts with alex yeah i'm kind of glad that we have like a real world equivalent like the ladybug pokemon sprays out the yellow shit like real ladybugs do well this yellow piss doesn't work though because then oh just, just captures them with a net yeah just they get captured with a net and then arbuck in his i don't know hypnotized state holds on to him from a tree like it wraps itself around a tree and holds the net and all these ladybugs are just spraying all this piss everywhere but it's not working <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how we find them that's how oh ariel finds them and then is this where we want to get the James okay. about how the twerp show Okay, up? all right, let's just do it. Let's all right, it. Austin. Alex, take it away. No, you. Me? Why me? You brought it up. Okay, all right. If anybody knows anything about this episode. Thank you, Jacob. That was very funny. Um, all right, so this episode has a pretty infamous thing that happens. The twerps show up. They are getting attacked by Team Rocket. Team Rocket, like, throws a net over um, Ariel and Ash and friends. And they're getting the shit kicked out of them by Victory Bell and all this stuff. So eventually the Lady Ball like fight back. And somehow at some point, James ends up in Victory Bell's mouth. And he <laughs> says some sort of gibberish, which very obviously sounds like when you play audio, it's recorded backwards. So if you were to play it normally, playing it normally is... is Paul McCartney is dead style. Yeah. But if you play it backwards, that's what I'm trying to say. If you play it backwards, it says the message, hidden message, whatever. It's called backmasking. I worship the devil. Right. Anyway, so the infamous scene being Eric Stewart. If you play the, the gibberish he says back, he says, Leo Burnett and four kids are the devil. What does he say? Click click it. Click the video. You, you want to play the video? Leo Burnett and four kids are the devil. Leo Burnett... 
<laughs> or the devil. Okay, that's great. I love that. that is that's awesome. so silly. So I think the context for this is something to the effect of so Leo Burnett is an he was an advertising executive and he owned Leo Burnett Worldwide Incorporated, which is an advertising agency. And then Four Kids is the production company, obviously, but they did not pay some of the voice actors for their time when they did like promo audio clips for the Pokemon series like the kind of ones where they have crossovers with seventh heaven and stuff yeah i don't they didn't basically the long and short of it is they did not get paid for their work there's do you want to like do you want me to read the bulbapedia note on it people can look it up we got we covered it okay yeah so basically they did this but i think they when they re-released it for like a dvd or something they dubbed over it right i have the dvd and that's where i'm watching these episodes and it was totally redone Really? Okay. Yeah, it it wasn't the backward speech. How about you guys? What version did you guys watch? So I watched a version uploaded on Dailymotion, and it had this, the original. Okay. okay. That's what I did, too. (laughs) Someone got it from, like, recorded off TV or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, please don't take those episodes down. (laughs) But yeah, I I like this is is funny. Is this one of, like, the only examples where they do something like this, or...? That I know of. God knows how many other hidden messages there are that no one knows about. This one's <laughs> obvious. This one's very yeah. obvious. To get back at them like that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, pay your workers fairly, all right? This isn't difficult. Why don't you exist anymore, four kids? Okay. Huh, I wonder why. So thank y'all for that tidbit. That's something new I learned today. That was going to be my quote, actually. It Leo Bernard. <laughs> 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 yeah. Can we all have that as our collective quote? I have backups if you need them. Okay, good. I would have loved to have been in the studio that day and cleared it. Because then everybody's thinking that, right? Everybody is in, like, agreement with it. The voice director, all that stuff. They put it in the episode? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, everyone's like, yeah, this sucks. How can they... You know, I'm just wondering how they got away with that. Like, how... Because four kids... I mean, he, he calls them out, too. Like, how did this get past anything? Like, I... Surely the people who are actually doing the work of producing content are not the same people making these decisions. I, no, apparently financial not. decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, surely not. They're not in the same department. That's what I mean. Everyone in the studio thinks this. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. amazing. We'll wrap this episode up here. Basically, all that ensues, like Alex was talking about. And then the ladybug come down and they're not spraying their stuff anymore. They got the courage now. They're not scared. And they tackle Team Rocket and send them flying off. And then our episode ends with Ariel taking the most powerful whistle known to man, looking at it and saying that it, it only listens to her because she disarmed it from the last person. So she break, <laughs> she breaks it in, breaks it in half and then throws it into the Quagsire River. What is with us in Harry Potter shit? I rewatched it recently because of the new game oh, coming again? out. The new game coming out. So oh lordy, buy it used. Is this the like the Elder Wand? Is that what you're? Yeah. So if we kill Ariel. And take the whistle. It's yours. That's right. Is Ariel a Horcrux? Okay. No, the Ladybug are her Horcruxes. Got <laughs> That's right. it. There's six. Okay. Of them there. How many Horcruxes were in Harry Potter? Seven. 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 Okay. So she's the seventh one. No, I think the whistle's one, and the Ladybug are. Oh. Ash okay. is the seventh one. <laughs> Mister Douglas's tractor. <laughs> yeah, having them be all Ladybug would be too obvious. Anything else left to say about this episode? Thank God it's over with. Okay, that was fun. Come on. I'm so excited for the Ledian episode next season, you guys. Oh, oh Lord. I don't even remember existing, but apparently it does. I don't remember any of these existing. Without uh, further ado, the randomizer's right here. Alex, you're first, followed by Austin, then I gotta wrap us up. 
All right, I'm going to start with LVP. I'm going to give it to Ariel, obviously, because I feel like she is very self-absorbed. Oh, another fun fact. She says at one point she does, she commands the Lady Ba with the whistle by playing different notes on the whistle, but we only ever hear the whistle playing one note. Because we're too old to hear the uh, the other notes. If you're young enough, you can hear the whistle saying, Ariel is the devil. Ariel is the devil. <laughs> <laughs> also, she is very, she's very self-absorbed, like I said. I think at one point, like when they're in the net, she's like, Lady Ba, like they're all trapped together getting beaten up. And she's like, Lady Ba, help me, not help <laughs> all of us because we're all getting killed here. And then when they get rescued, she's like, oh, Lady Ba, thanks so much for saving me. It's all about her. She's very, and then she also like wraps ropes around her Pokemon's neck and forces them to work for her. So she's horrible. MVP, I didn't write one down. I'm going to give it to Mr. Douglas's tractor because it got Mr. Douglas the hell out of Dodge. So, and it carried him far away from all this bullshit. He's got to go plow. Does Mr. Douglas get a Pokemon Chronicles episode? Because now I'm interested in him. Let's give Mr. Douglas. Okay, that's going to be our second fan fiction episode. Oh, God. <laughs> Mr. Douglas's backstory. Welcome to Mr. Douglas's farm. <laughs> oh, boy. We could do so much, so much with that. All right, quote. I am going to give it to the part where when the girl, well, Ariel, she first shows up on her swing lady ball contraption and she flies down and she's like, can I help you with something? And Ash says, yes, miss. We need to get across the water and Brock needs to get back down to earth. Hey, he's having his Brock moment. My MVP is going to be the ladybug, but only when they're in their baby forms. Oh, I forgot about them. During one of Ariel's meltdowns, she has a flashback to them when they were babies and they are so damn cute and so much better of a design than regular ladybug. They got these like huge eyes. I love them. My LVP will be... I hate to do this, but I'm going to give it to Zubat for oh, finding a group of Golbat within five seconds and causing mayhem. Poor Zubat. Oh. My quote will be, Ariel at one point says, okay, Lediba, time for a rest. Now. <laughs> <laughs> she commands him to sleep. Too. And I laughed at that. Oh my God. It caught me off guard. So many options to choose from. I'm going to give, Warbuck. I'm going to give my LVP to the whistle. <laughs> being an abomination it would definitely be a horror crux that's for sure mvp good lord i don't know who to give this to um, arbok arbok yeah yeah arbok for showing up to play this episode he did evil things but he did them well so good for you arbok he was so cute yeah you're not useless like a zubat or a um heracross and then my quote comes from jesse and this is early on when the twerps are walking towards them when they have the cage jesse says little do they know their travel plans are about to fall through. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody gave the quote to at the beginning where Meowth is like, we usually don't wash out this early in the episode. They always say they're washed up when they fall up in water. So that's not very funny. But he like, it broke the fourth wall. Yeah. But like after Deadpool, I no longer want to see anyone break the fourth wall ever again. Oh like I'm God. done. I'm tired of it. I'm done. Okay. James, when he's speaking backwards, can break the fourth wall. That's okay. <laughs> that's that's your line? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's okay. all right. That's the line? All right. He's advocating for workers' rights and fair payment, so I agree with mm-hmm. that. Good job. James gets MVP. No, I'm kidding. Nobody gave him MVP. Like, really, though, nobody gave him MVP for that. <laughs> nobody gave MVP to Eric Stewart. Do you want to do it? 
yeah can I, what did i what did i even say i don't even know what the fuck i said mr douglas's tractor oh yeah <laughs> what is wrong with me <laughs> i'm the real LVP. uh yeah i'm gonna give it to eric stewart because he's the best cool deal we know you're listening eric you want to be on just let us know we can't pay you yeah can we just disclaimer that like right off the bat we can pay you in gratitude Let's move on now to the bonus episode we have for this oh, week. And here's why I have some of my corrections. Oh, yeah. What's your sticky note say? Okay. A sticky note actually is irrelevant, but it's a different correction. Oh. My first correction is I said that both of these episodes and Slow King's Day all aired on the same day in Japan. And that it's incorrect. It was only the whistle stop and Slow King's Day. So clearly a very important moment in Pokemon anime history. My other correction is... Remember those old ladies with the hoot hoot in the woods? Hagatha and... Are you talking about Pokemon? Whatever the yeah. other one was. Oh. Yeah, yes, not in the Blair Witch Project. Okay. In Pokemon. All right. I said their names were Hagatha and Agatha. I was mistaken. Apparently, their names were Hagatha and Nagatha. All right. That episode was like five weeks ago. Does anybody remember uh, yep. that? <laughs> I remember because I've had this sticky note sitting here for five weeks and I have yet to remember to read it aloud in the podcast, but now I have. Those names are awful. They're awful. Hagatha and Nagatha. Oh, my God. You you old hag and you do nothing but nag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I feel like, okay, somebody stopped me before I launch into like a whole commentary on like when people refer to women as nags and all that. Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I mean, your rant is correct, but we're running long. It's bad. It's a bad thing. Slow King's Day. <laughs> okay, Alex, get ready. Oh, what? Wait, what? Am I doing a third? There's no way. The whole thing. <laughs> Five second seconds. summary. Get ready. <laughs> get ready. In three. Wait, am I doing this? Two, real? one, go. Uh, I'm literally gonna say the whole episode. He wakes up. He gets breakfast. A coconut. There's like a. He Time. sleeps, and then <laughs> that's it. That's it. That was well done. <laughs> Good oh job, Alex. <laughs> that's perfect. Oh! Yeah. That was literally it. <laughs> why was this made, Austin? Was this just like a commercial? I have a theory. I have a theory okay. as to why this was made. Why was this made? That's a good question. Okay, here's my theory. This episode was made to test out the digital animation. Because if I remember mm. correctly, this episode used the digital animation style that they will later implement for every single episode. So it was like a tech demo. I assume so. Ah, okay. Thrilling. Who wants to discuss it? Can I just like power through? Y- go for it. Please. Jacob, do you, do you want to? I don't want to. No, because your... no, it's in uh, it's in Japanese. We should start by saying that. So it was also Yado uh, King. This was never dubbed. Yeah, so it's Yado King. I can't imagine why it was never dubbed. Yeah, well, if they won't pay the voice actors for promo clips, I guess they won't pay them for three minute whatever special bonus episodes. Um, what's there to even say about this? Slow King's there. He wakes up. I guess this is like a day in the life of Slow King, which honestly. You know what? I actually may have a little bit to say about this because I was pretty depressed at the end. (laughs) He wakes up. He's all by himself on his little lonely. Yes, Austin. This is the movie Slow King, the talking one. That's what I thought. Okay. We also get like a narrative, like a dub over by a bunch of like children and Slow King wakes up. It's and then they keep yelling at us things Slow King likes or whatever and he goes down to the beach. He says hello to his breakfast, a coconut, which he then eats. He goes back to his Stonehenge little area and paces around 
and repeats the cardinal directions a bunch of times like a crazy person. That was really scary and depressing. He's like, east, west, north, south. I was like, oh my god, what's happening? It reminds me of my own behaviors, but go on. Yes. (laughs) This is why I feel like there's more to say than you initially thought, because I was quite depressed at the end. He smells, he stops to smell the flowers. Very nice. Uh, he gets sleepy again because he's depressed and one of the hallmark and this, I say this completely seriously, one of the hallmark signs of depression is being tired all the time. Oh God. He falls asleep again. He takes an afternoon nap after he just woke up. Then he wakes up again and literally dives right off of the edge of the cliff into the ocean. He falls into the dark abyss where he swims around for a while until he, which I'm, I have, like, thalassophobia, I'm pretty sure. So I didn't like this scene because he's, like, in the dark depths of the ocean. And then he runs into a seal. And he's like, hello, friend. But that's about it. And then he's like, okay, I gotta go. And then he, I guess, must have spent a considerable amount of time in the ocean. Because when he gets back out of the ocean, it's sunset. And he sits on his lonely overhang the cliff. And he watches the sunset all by himself. And then he talks to nobody. And he's like, good night, stars. And it was really sad, actually. Oh, good night, stars. And then he goes back into his little cave and he goes to sleep. And now I'm really sad. Oh, my gosh. And then Ariel comes by with the ladybug. And- so, yeah, he lives a lonely existence all by himself. And he fills the void of his life with meaningless things. Every day he repeats the same actions and then he... I mean, he achieved what he was born to do, which was to guide Ash to get the different treasures and stop the end of the world. Is this pre-movie? Is this pre-movie or post-movie? Oh my god, now you're opening a can of worms. Yeah. Let's try and figure this out, you guys. Right? Because if it's (laughs) pre-movie, it makes sense that he's sitting there waiting and kind of being like, okay, I've read the prophecy, I gotta fulfill this obligation. If it's (laughs) post-movie, he's just chilling there for no reason. It was a full day from more sun up to sundown without a single storm. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that definitely places it post movie because there's no longer the killer storms every five minutes. So we're just waiting for the next chosen one. Is that what we're going to Yeah, there? The, the next thousand years or oh, whatever. Lord. What kind of a sad existence is that to be like born for one purpose and then you fulfill it and then what? You have nothing left? Like. Man, all those NPCs, this is their lives. After you walk <laughs> past them, th- this is just it. That they're stuck in an endless loop? Yeah. Oh my god. They just walk in circles, and every time someone comes up to them, they don't ever change what they say. You know, it's like, I should butter my biscuits. We should make a Ryan Reynolds movie about an NPC. Oh, well, what? It was it was okay. Wait, what movie are you referencing? Free Guy. What's that about? It's Ryan Reynolds, and he's an NPC in an MMO. Interesting. Hmm. All right. Do I want to watch a Ryan Reynolds movie bad enough to to watch that? Because the premise seems good. Watch Spirited. What is that? Oh, is that the one with him and Will Will Ferrell? Ferrell? Yeah. Oh, that's that Christmas thing, right? Yeah, it's Tis the Season. Who was I talking to recently that hated that movie? Oh, I think it was my uncle. How are y'all watching these movies? I never, I I never seen it. I just watched the trailer and then I like picture myself watching it and going to the movies getting some popcorn relaxing and it never happens but i just that's just how i okay i almost made it i almost had a little faux pas moment i i should even say this because it's embarrassing 
I was about to say, we had we literally, Austin, you and I, we literally had this conversation the other day because I, I continue to get them mixed up in my head. I was like, oh, Ryan Reynolds, he's going to be in the Barbie movie. But no, oh that's God. wrong and correct. It's Ryan Gosling. Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling are the same damn person. It's just that Ryan Gosling is pointier than Ryan Reynolds. He's the Sasuke. Yes. Okay, Ryan Reynolds is an anime protagonist with soft, heroic figures, and Ryan Gosling oh is, is, has sharp rival features. This is absurd. They are the same. They're the most generic people, looking people you can possibly get. They're Put like, them next to each other. Put pictures next to each other, and I swear to God. They're cut and paste. They're the same person. It's like you gotta copy my homework, but change it a little so the teacher doesn't know. <laughs> Please, God, let the Barbie movie be good. Oh, Jesus. Oh, it will be. I'm calling it now. 10 out of 10. Okay, wait. What was the thing we were going to talk about? Okay. Jacob, you know. Oh, the thing. Oh, I remember. Okay, let me let me announce it and then t- let m- tell me if this is what you guys are referring to. Okay? Oh, boy. Okay. Ash has passed away and now <laughs> we're moved on to a new protagonist. <laughs> the curse is broken. Yes. The whistle was blown on they Ash's found life. Ash's and- long lost sister, and he was able to ascend back to heaven with her. <laughs> okay, so what? Okay, yeah. the The announcement recently came that Ash is no longer reprising his role as the front and center of the Pokemon anime. And how do we feel about that? Ask me in five years. I think that they're going to bring him back. I think oh, that this yeah. anime isn't going to do as well as they think. And they're going to be like, mm, bad decision. Okay, PR. Let's bring Ash back. Do we think that the girl is his daughter? Yes, absolutely. 100%. I think it's his long lost sister. One of his many siblings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has like a million he siblings. He has a bunch of we, kids, remember? Any one of them could be the protagonist at any time. This is, I'm going to probably end up putting my foot in my mouth in a few months or whatever when this comes out. When is it supposed to come out? Like next April, yeah, oh. not for a long time. Yeah, Ash has a whole mini series farewell coming up. Okay, so in the spring when we can revisit this, I wonder how well this will age. But I think it's his his kid with Serena. With Serena, for sure. She's got the same eyes. She looks like she could have been designed with Ash and Serena in mind. That's what I'll say is my thoughts. What's her name? Do they have the name? Either Liko or Rico. There's two of them, right? Yeah, there's also... I'm sending you a picture, Jacob. Have you seen this before? Roy. Yeah, the, it's like the uh, visual, whatever, the anime visual, what they the call key it. The key art. Key art. Who do we think Roy is... Who, who do we think his parents are? Brock and Tracy. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. No, if one of them is the daughter of Ash and Serena, I want the other one to be a new person, like, completely new. Not gonna be Go. Yeah, that's it. Or Brock. We'll find out. We will. We'll get there eventually. Come back to us in 30 years. Yep. Yeah, but it might take a bit longer than usual because drum roll. So we're not going to be recording an episode next week because it's Christmas Day. So we there will not be a new episode on the first Saturday of 2023. Um, and from that point forward, we said we're going to be a bit more relaxed and we're going to try and get episodes out every week. But if there's not an episode that week, no big deal. No problem at all. I'll let you know on Twitter, but that's about it. Okay. Perfect. Leave five stars for Leave five stars. <laughs> yep, forever. What are the next episodes we're going to be doing? God damn it. You would think after 80 episodes, I would be used to this by now, and I would have the episodes on uh, ready, and I never do. I bet there's an episode coming up about a Pokemon. 
Yes, there is. And that Pokemon is Blissey. The next episodes are Ignorance is Blissey. And we finally get to Violet City in a bout with Sprout. So wait, we get to Violet City, but we don't see Faulkner yet. Yes. Damn it. You got that to look forward to, folks. Yeah, let's go into 2023 strong. Am I right? Woo. Yeah. yeah. Does you have any closing thoughts or anything before I close this out? Happy holidays. I know this is coming out after that, but I'll just say it again. Happy holidays to everybody listening. Stay safe out there. Stay safe with your microwavable wine. Don't do anything I would do. Don't drink in Mario Kart. True that. No, you can drink in Mario Kart. Just don't <laughs> drink an actual car. <laughs> yeah, well, that was the joke, but, you know, same thing. Life advice, life advice. Jokes are funnier if you explain them. Bye. Oh, my all God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening, and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. If you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send them to outofthedrawingpan at gmo.com. Again, that is outofthedrawingpan at gmo.com. Eric Stewart, that's for you. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Out of Drawing Fan. <laughs> Again, the handle is Out of Drawing Fan. And join us next time as this journey continues. <laughs>